Hi there, I'm Judy Kroon and I'm chatting with a great friend, Susie Sorrow. She's a brilliant comic and writer from Los Angeles, but because of family matters, she had to go to Paris over the last little while, and she's been in Paris uh, since all of this stuff started happening. So Susie, give us the uh, the bird's eye view for, uh, for, for folks who are home wondering what is going on. Well, <clears throat> I mean, the big attack on Charlie Hebdo started uh, Wednesday, and it was shocking. Um, I knew of Charlie Hebdo because I used to, not only did I go to university here, but then I lived here for three years before I permanently moved back to the States. Tomorrow, and this is kind of scary, as a matter of fact, I want to read you. My sister just uh, emailed me. She's back in Santa Monica, and uh, she didn't know I was going to talk to you. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, she just jumped on it right away and said, hold on, got to read you this. Because I said to her, if I feel better tomorrow, I want to go to the demonstration. I feel of course. Like I owe myself that I owe France. Absolutely. This is what she emailed me 20 minutes ago from Santa Monica, California. Okay. Sleeper cells in France have been activated. Lots of heads of state are attending Unity Rally. Oh. Please don't go. Wow. Yeah, that was kind of scary. So um, I'm not going, obviously. But they're expecting hundreds of... Hundreds of thousands of people, and at the Place de la République, and you know Paris is a small; it's forty square miles. That's the entire size of Paris. So you know when you're talking about hundreds of thousands of people, you're talking about you know potential chaos. So hopefully, with all these heads of state appearing, I mean it's it's wonderful to see everybody rally mm-hmm. in the name of free speech because that's what it is. It's democracy. It's it's liberty, it's freedom to say what you want, and um, it's comforting, and yet, I don't know, France has been expecting this for months. Uh, the international cover of Time magazine today, I just got it, and it said, terror in France. The article started out by saying, France has been expecting this for months. And I thought, oh my, I mean, no one, I didn't ever hear of this. My mother would never heard of this. I mean, obviously, they've been watching these people for a long, long time. I wanted to ask you, what is the equivalent here in um, in North America of Charlie Hebdo? I mean, you say it's really it really pushes the envelope. It goes after everybody. So is it equivalent to, say, a, a Howard Stern, or is it even beyond that because it's got the religious spin to it? You know, that's a good question, and your answer is probably fairly accurate. We don't really have that in North America. I can't speak for Canada, but I know in um, the lower uh, 48 or 50, depending if you count those two weird states, um, (laughs) we don't really have that. We have the onion, Mm -hmm. which is, you know, funny slash satirical, I guess. Um, You could count that. But yeah, they, they stay away from religious stuff. Howard Stern... Uh, yeah, I, I get, I don't listen to him. I don't get serious. So I don't know if he attacks that. Mm-hmm. But um, I remember I, I have a friend, Joy Behar, and a long time ago, she was on ABC radio, talk radio. And she used to make fun of the Pope all the time. She's Catholic. And so she would make fun of the Pope, you know, just kind of, you know how it is. They just make a, uh, an anti-Pope comment. And eventually she quit the show because she got too many death threats. 
and nobody knew this. I mean, this was never mm. announced. This was never put in the paper. Sure. But uh, privately, that's why she uh, left that show because she has a family and hi, she didn't want to die. But you and know, Joy Behar is you, Joy Behar is her, such a tough nut, you know. On the View, she is she's a tough person. So if Joy got scared, you know, any of us would have been out the door after the first complaint. Yeah, you know, it's funny. My mother and I had this conversation today about how far I told her what one cartoon was because I saw it on French TV. One thing I have to say, I don't can't again speak for Canada, but I can speak for the United States. We do not put controversial images on our TV during the news or mm. during doing even like a, a thing like 60 Minutes, you know. We're right. very cautious. Yep. Um, what they had on the news the other day when they killed the brothers mm-hmm. was so shocking because they show the police, a big burst of light goes up, and they show the police advancing, guns drawn, and you see one police officer aim his gun downward and shoot. You will never, ever see that on American TV. They might have accidentally caught it during a news, you know, a Uh car chase or something, but then that's edited out later and you will never see it. But in France, yeah, I have to give them credit for the truth. I mean, they speak the truth and Charlie Hebdo really is an extension of that kind of truth. Like, for example, the day that this happened on Wednesday... The, the, you know, the, the crawl underneath the picture on the TV, the, sure. this is what the crawl said. Mm-hmm. Um, Twelve dead, four clinging between life and death. And I turned to my mother and I said, oh, my God, they would never put that on American TV. Right. Because, A, you know, there's families that are involved. B, how much does the public really need to know? I mean, it... It was just unbelievable that they put that up. And then as the day wore on, like maybe three hours later, they hadn't, they took that off. And they put 12 dead, four, um, four, they didn't say critical, because that's what Americans use the term critical Mm -hmm. to mean really bad. But they used another word, but they didn't say between life and death. So I don't know whether that's, you know... They realized how shocking that was or what. But, you know, I I spent all my summers here as a kid, and I would go into the subway, and you see pictures of naked women, like, breastfeeding in subway um, ads, huge billboards in the subway. (laughs) And I grew up like that. I never thought anything weird about it. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as I spent more time in the United States, I realized that there are more rapes committed in the United States than in France because... Men here see that all the time. It's not a big thing, you know. It's right. Like, oh, yeah, naked mm-hmm. woman, breastfeeding, whatever. Whereas in our country, we hide that. America's a very puritanical country, mm-hmm. and France is not. So the fact that their newspaper is so outré is um, part of their culture and part of the thing we should all protect. Well, this is what I wanted to ask you. I mean, it's, it's hard to predict going forward, but I always wondered French comedians for example is the humor in the French comedy clubs does it push the religious envelope just like this uh, magazine did or is this magazine really a standalone uh, example compared to the quote-unquote comedy slash satire scene in in France no it's a standalone okay. I mean it's it's highly respected Part of the article in Time Magazine said something that kind of broke my heart. 
it said that the four of the people that were killed were um, the biggest cartoonists in France. And then it said they cannot be replaced. No one can replace them. And then they went on to say, of course, everybody is irreplaceable. You know, they, they didn't mean to diminish mm-hmm. the lives of other people like you or me, like, you know, uh, we could go, who's going to miss us? They were saying every life is precious, but these four guys were no, I mean, they were famous for what they did, and not everybody can do, A, cartoons, and B, you know, be so satirical and so outrageous. And I thought, well, you know what? If I had to, if I had to die, I'd rather die leaving a legacy like that, that I was irreplaceable. The editor of Charlie Hebdo gave an interview back in 2012, and they said, aren't you afraid that, you know, eventually something worked? Because they'd already firebombed one of his office, mm-hmm. one of their offices, right. and they had to find new offices. And he was asked, aren't you afraid that, you know, one day this is going to become calamitous? And, and he said something very interesting. He said, you know, I'd rather die standing up than live on my knees. And I thought, wow. Mm. Yeah. I know, a powerful, oh. powerful statement. Uh, the, the courage, the courage of those cartoonists. Um, well, you know, and that was the editor, and he was killed as well. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And to have those threats. But that's the other thing I wanted to ask you. By the way, I'm chatting with a fellow comedian, Susie Soro, who uh, lives in Los Angeles, but she is in Paris right now uh, on, a, on a family matter, a serious matter. But uh, we took a little bit of time to, to chat with Susie. Um, the thing I wanted to ask you, you said that France knew that this attack, attack would be coming uh, over the last few months. Is that because of internet chatter or is that because Charlie Hebdo was sort of ramping it up with these with these cartoons or both? Yeah, that's, so, that's so funny that you're asking me this because the first thing that came to my mind was internet chatter. Obviously, Canada and the U.S., use that term a lot Mm -hmm. in terms of terrorism and in terms of, you know, wars, etc. The first thing you'll read is, oh, Internet, you know, our government says the Internet chatter, your government. And so I was expecting to read that about this, but nowhere did it say that it was Internet chatter. Nowhere. They did say that they had been uh, followed. And as a matter of fact, just today, that the woman that's on the loose, Mm-hmm. You know, they had, um, they have, they figured out she left France January 2nd. Okay. She went, she went to Madrid, ended up in Istanbul, and as of January 5th, they have lost track of her. Now, they don't, they said, you know, it's the law in France, you have to have papers on you at all times. If, so if any cop ever stops you, I don't care if you're Dutch, Canadian, whomever you are, mm-hmm. you have to show proof of identity. It's the law. I didn't know that. And, oh, yeah. It's pretty serious. I've been stopped, trust me. And you have to show them something. Now, if you're an American or a, or a Canadian of a driver's license, fine. If you have a passport, even better. And they just do it kind of, you know, it, it's just keeping people safe or, you know, maybe they're bored one day. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But this woman, and this is what the quote said, that she presented papers and her and the name of the woman they're searching was on the papers, but you know that doesn't mean anything. It might not be her. It could be anybody. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Well, passport sales. Passport. Um, I've had.
had my passport stolen in North Africa many, many years ago. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the biggest things that you can get a a buttload of money for your passport over here Mm. because it's a huge, you know, um, black market trade. So they're assuming it's her. But the fact that they lost track of her in Istanbul on January 5th is not a good sign. Mm -hmm. You know? Mm -hmm. So who is she really? Was it really her? So with the suspects still out there, like you said, the very, very strong uh, police presence on uh, on French streets, this major demonstration slated for tomorrow. And now there is uh, now there's word that there are these sleeper cells that, uh, you know, God forbid something happens tomorrow. But, um, you know, are, are French people still getting out? Are Parisians still getting out uh, into the streets right now in those same numbers that we saw initially when this happened? Or is the, the buzz with the sleeper cells, is that sort of keeping people behind closed doors? Well, what's interesting is my sister just sent me that email 20 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. So clearly she has more updated information coming out of uh, the U.S. than I do. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> so that's number one. Number two, as of Thursday, so the massacre happened on Wednesday. As of Thursday, they were already planning this big demonstration on Sunday. And they said publicly, we are urging all Muslims to stay home. And I thought, whoa. Wow. Yeah, that's a pretty serious thing to announce. Mm -hmm. Now, I watched the news tonight, and they didn't say that. They said they're expecting hundreds of thousands, but they did not say anybody should stay home right right but my my mother's best friend is a muslim woman Mm -hmm. and interestingly enough she has not been at the hospital since this happened and she used to visit every day that's awful no she wears a hijab Mm -hmm. and um you know to identify herself as a muslim woman Mm -hmm. and i said to my mother well she ain't coming tomorrow. I can tell you that right, right now. Right, right. So she has not been seen since this all happened on Wednesday. She posts on Facebook, and of course, she's as outraged as everybody else. Of course. You know, the saddest thing about this whole, well, I mean, there are many sad things, but one of the saddest is that, you know, you can't blame an, an entire religion mm-hmm. for what a few psychos do. You just you just can't. Exactly. And that's what, that's what is risking happening these days mm-hmm. it's like you know our that guy that we have in the states who mercifully died i'm sorry if i'm going to offend anyone by saying that but his his, his death was no loss <coughs> excuse me fred phelps of the westboro baptist church he and his congregation would show up at dead soldiers funerals right <coughs> remember that guy mm-hmm. and say horrible things yeah. about god disliking gays and i mean just hateful awful hateful. However, we have free speech. He's allowed to speak. Mm-hmm. The only way that we countered that was to have, you know, hundreds of people show up to block his people. Mm-hmm. But yet, that's his right. And, um, you know, I mean, you don't blame all Baptists because of that guy. You mm-hmm. don't blame all Baptists or psycho because of one person. And it's, I think it's hard on the Muslims over here that they are having to see this. That, you know, they're scared. Well, we, uh, you know, in our hearts here, I know everyone around the world is keeping, uh, is keeping Paris, is keeping France in their thoughts. 
And uh, Susie, uh, thank you so much for chatting me. Thank you so much for chatting with me this afternoon. Um, You know, Susie is a fantastic, very, very funny person. Unfortunately, this is not a funny subject at all. But since we're talking about comedy, we're talking about satire, I just thought, you know, it would be really interesting to get the perspective from a comedian. So, uh, Susie, I'm, I'm wishing you the very, very best with your, with your mom. And like I said, everyone is keeping Paris and keeping France in their thoughts uh, this afternoon, this evening, going into tomorrow. Okay? Thank you, Judy. Thanks for calling. Nice talking to you, as usual. And my you know, big kisses to Canada, one of my favorite countries in the whole world.